0: You're listening to the official Scottish Rugby podcast with Caroline Blair and Chris Patterson. We are back at BT Murrayfield. and today we're joined by Scotland Women's Head Coach Brian Eason. Uh, Brian, <laughs> I thought you would have been somewhere in the sun at this point <laughs> uh, after what we're nearly two weeks on from the TikTok Women's Six Nations, but you're not, you're here. <laughs> not a chance. No, <laughs> no off chance. season it's, for you then. No. It's sunny here no, right? a bit It's lovely. It's sunny here. Uh, it's lovely.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing yet. Um, we'll go from. Finishing last Saturday I think it was Uh, Reviews we'll review And then we're into WXV coming October So we've got a lot of planning to do Players are down at the clubs down Back in the AP15s or back here as well So we've got to look after them too So Lots of work still to do.
0: Are you keeping in touch with them then? Or do you, I mean, I can imagine, like, we'll have to talk about the celebrations, <laughs> so I'm pretty sure that they were, or maybe not the full stories, but I'm pretty sure that after the high, certainly the fans at the Damn Health, those that were watching on television, I mean, it was what a finish to the TikTok Women's Six Nations for Scotland.
1: It was brilliant. It was really good to see, one, the crowd. I think, uh, you know, testament to them. I think the... You know, Scottish Rugby done a brilliant job in kind of marketing and, and and getting the crowds along. I think results obviously help as well. And to finish off with that result and the performance, the second Half performance as well was was brilliant. So, celebrations after the game, I would say, I don't think they came back to the hotel. I think they we kind of <laughs> said goodbye in the changing room, had a had a beer or so with them, and then uh, I think some of them are still coming home yet. <laughs> <laughs> Gone to social media. <laughs> It never lies. <laughs> I, know, I,
2: know. No. I know it's. Uh, I was. I actually watched on my phone at a service station in M4 because I'd been at the Glasgow Scarlet game, uh, and I watched it. It was brilliant. And, and the one thing I was going to ask, I know we'll look at the. I didn't watch the celebrations on my phone. It was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was watching the game. I'm glad you clarified. Exactly. <laughs> uh, just when you sniggered, and I was <laughs> like, "What?" <laughs> uh, um, it, one thing I was going to ask, and I know we'll have a look at the games and we'll review. I suppose six in the sixties as a whole, but the last. minutes, a contrast between the last 15 or 20 minutes uh, within seven days was really stark for me, the last 15 minutes against Italy the week before, where it was nervous it was, Mm -hmm. here we go, I think it was an eight point game eventually, but it was like the win was in sight, but it was almost like difficult to get over the line, fast forward a week with one win behind you, and that psychological pressure off really the last 10-15 minutes in science was incredible like pull you pull away like win. that Yeah, pull what away. that for me was the kind of biggest step forward I think was it because you've got that confidence from that win the week before that you could just really go after that, that last yeah it was totally different to the week before I would say
1: it? the confidence was massive I think yeah. um, it was quite nerve-wracking I'll be honest, that Italian game. Okay. Oh, the Italian, Italian game. The Italian game. That's what me. me. Yeah. Jeez, yeah. I would
0: no, have yeah. loved for you to have had a smartwatch monitor <laughs> to see what your heart that, was doing for that. The, but but the, that's what I mean. Game. That
2: last 15 minutes, mm-hmm. that was a real making, mm-hmm. and it probably manifested itself in the fifty minutes seven Four days later, where it was a com- almost the same situation in some ways, but completely different. Yeah. Approach, outcome, and attitude. Yeah, the Yeah, that smartwatch would have been quite.
1: Because <laughs> yeah, the, game, the it, last 15 minutes, the Ireland game was really enjoyable. Yeah, like that's what I mean. Really enjoyable. It was enjoyable to watch how they seemed to relax. They seem to just... Mm-hmm. It seemed, to be, it seemed create. to be the kind of light bulb and moment. Score where, and score, and you know, there was some on. create. They created a lot, they created chances, took their chances. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we'd said in the, in the box earlier on, it'd be great for Fran to score her first try, mm-hmm. and what a way for her. You know, it was just, it was as if the shackles came off, and <clears throat> that confidence from the Italian so that game. One. The 15 minutes, the last 15 minutes, of the Italian game, however, <laughs> was... 20, I think 21-8 or 21-7, yeah. sorry, 24-7 They then going into 24-21, mm-hmm. um, that was concerning I'll be honest because we'd gone a few games having not won mm-hmm. and you know yourself, you mm-hmm. can get into a habit of losing but you can also then mm-hmm. get the confidence of winning and I think that probably the last two weeks showed that. Mm-hmm. Um, but i think the last 10 minutes of the town game was probably the most pleasing part of the whole six stations because for me because he came through it mm-hmm. because he came through it right. so that 24-21 for 10 minutes was mm-hmm. <laughs> when it went to 24-21 <laughs> um the heart rate certainly went up the the concerns for how they were going to pull through uh red card made a difference mm-hmm. let's let's not you know let's not look at that and say that that was a big turning point. The red mm-hmm. card was a turning point. But then for them just to go 24 21 and then finish the game, mm-hmm. winning by eight points was massive. And that took the confidence in the mm-hmm. Ireland game.
0: Have you been waiting for that to unlock? Because when you were watching it, it was like there was a shift in that, particularly in that Italy game. And it was almost like something was unlocked at yeah. that point in that squad.
1: Yeah, I think so. Um, didn't surprise any of us in the management team we'll be honest Um, we've been really clear right from the start that our benchmarking is not England and France Mm -hmm. that's not where we are yet that'll come Mm -hmm. it'll take you know four or five years for that professionalism to really kick in but we knew that we could benchmark against Italians against the Irish especially at home and we'd we'd said and we were going for that and we had we'd kind of verbalised that internally to say that we were going after those two games so to see how they performed, especially the last 15 minutes against Ireland was really pleasing, but not surprising for us. And that was, the, that was the part for me that was just, there was a little smirk on the face, there was a little smile. And just to see the girls afterwards, just relax and have those two wins was brilliant.
0: Do you think it was a surprise to some of the players?
1: No, I don't. Um, I think... Going into that Italian game was really quite nerve You could tell mm-hmm. after that French game. That I thought the first half against France was oh, excellent. Was great. Um, I thought, and but playing out in France is completely different than playing when you play France here. So playing over there was, it's quite tough for them. Uh, a lot of youngsters going to France for the first time in a capacity crowd. And but how they performed that first half showed us mm-hmm. what they have. Um, second half was tough, and it felt really quite tough for the girls because I think. They'd known how much they're putting in and they're not getting the results that they probably deserved. Um, to have a six day turnaround after that France game was was really hard. Um, a six day turnaround with a travel back from France is always difficult anyway.
0: With three games on the bounce as well. And,
1: and three games on the bounce. So we, it probably forced us as a management team just to remember or to remind ourselves, look, this is all about recovering. This is all about getting the top two inches right rather than you know training physically. So we, we took a real step back going into that Italian week. Um, more around mental mindset um, Walshie was great and Walsh was brilliant through all that time as well so it was more around the mental side going into the Italian game and we felt right we felt quite good going into it um, but just to see them pull back after that 24-21 showed me that the mental side is there and and we are really ready to kick on now
2: It was it, you can see it was there because it's almost if you go back a couple of weeks again to the Welsh game it's almost exactly the same scenario where you fell on the wrong side of the result in Wales and then the right siding and settling and give you the kickstart for um, for the Ireland game. You say you don't benchmark against France and England, which is, you know, I think it's honest, I think it's right because of the, where they are at the moment. But you can benchmark against your recent performances against <coughs> England and France. And I thought both England and France, although there were heavy defeats, both teams had to work to score. And I think you were far more resilient in terms of the. What the opposition had to do in order to score, then maybe we have been in the past. Did that please you? Yeah, I think you're
1: right. I think that's where we we have to we have to remember what what we're there to do. We are there to win games. That's not you know that's 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 what it's all about. We are there to win, but we have to benchmark properly against and how how we're phase are after improving. phase after phase. Even early
2: on against <laughs> England <laughs> and <Yeah>. against France, <coughs> late on against France, where the game was gone. Yeah, you're still pushing. And I know it's it's not what we're looking for, but if you are benchmarking it before, maybe you would conceded within one or two phases. But in those games, it was six. Seven, yeah, eight, their eight phase phases, counts are having to go up against go up. us. You're applying more pressure and yeah. staying
1: in the fight longer. And and that's that is pleasing. And I think you're right. And you know there were times where we're putting teams under pressure for a long long phase, uh, long periods of time. Phases are getting bigger. Um, It's still not pleasing losing these games by that, but in terms of our performance, yes, I would say you're right on that. I would also say that we pressurised them with ball in hand as well. Mm -hmm. Um, We had an opportunity against England after I think we were 14 down and then Mm -hmm. uh, Emma... O'R nearly scored. She knocked on just over the line.
2: Set piece move, wasn't it? It was a set play. Was that so, an Eight, nine but double was that, off was a left that, arm.
1: Was that, was that, did no, I, I'll, I'll I, give that to my career. He's not no, that been I'm sure I've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, No, it was an eight, nine double, and it's something I, we have done, you know, for uh-huh. the past two or three years. And Leeds has been brilliant. Chris, has, Chris has been brilliant with the with the attack. He's really kind of. He's got that exuberance of youth, you know. He's got, certainly got more energy on the field than I do, and he's been brilliant with them. And yeah. and no, it was a it was a set piece play, and I think it was something we're close at. So we're putting teams under pressure with ball yeah. in hand, but defensively Tyrone Holmes is doing a great job defensively, and um, and that's where we want to we want to get better, in making sure that they're not scoring after nine. We're actually yeah. turning ball yeah. over and um, and making improvements, and I think that showed against Ireland, and Italy. Yeah.
0: And you, you've mentioned the coaching up there and, and the dynamics there. The squad in that sense, you've got a really impressive leadership group in there with a lot of experience. They're fronting up alongside a lot of youth too. There's a lot of young players in your squad now. Yeah. Uh, so you've got, you know, Rachel Malcolm and Cole leading from the front, but then you've also got the likes of Fran McGee coming through the ranks too. How's that dynamic working and how did that play out during the TikTok Women's success? Um,
1: brilliant dynamic, actually. I think you've, you've mentioned Rachel there, Rachel Malcolm's best captain I've ever worked with um, easily. Um, she's such a good person. Um, on and off the field, <coughs> on the field, um, Sam, um, the referee, you know, uh, mm-hmm. Sam Grove White. Mm-hmm. Sam's been in with us weekly, and it's been brilliant. He's been excellent. I want to thank him on on behalf of everybody on of what he's done in terms of looking at penalties, looking at penalty counts. But he he mentioned that in the World Rugby meetings that Rachel Malcolm has been discussed around how she conducts herself on the field, how she speaks to referees, how she. Um, makes referees feel calm about their decisions and how calm she is as well and that's on the field and you look at the pressure that she's under after after losing 12 games that was really hard and mm. the pressure that Rachel puts herself under as well is she takes everything personally um, she takes it all on her shoulders and that's the way she is um, but what a leader she is um, to know that, that you've got somebody on the field who's you know looking after the 15 players or 23 players that are there and She's so good. Helen Nelson's brilliant with her as well. Helen kind of, Helen's really calm. Mm. Um, she's a, I think I mentioned it when she was on her fiftieth catch. She's the nicest human being in the world. You know, she's like genuinely just, just a good person. You know, good family. Um, but the two of them are are so good that, that the youngsters can come in and just feel quite calm coming into the program. They don't feel as if I am a youngster, and these the senior players are looking at me in a certain way. They're just integrated immediately, and, and that's you know a testament to the leadership group.
0: Fran yeah. said, uh, do you remember? Fran said <coughs> us that she said before the England game was it England? It was the first thing, cup, yeah. yeah, first cup She said, oh, I'm really nervous, and and Rachel. Dead in the eye, just said it's just another game, and immediately she said that her nerves disappeared and it could have looked very, very yeah. different had she not had a word with but her. Rachel wasn't her feeling captain. that herself though, <laughs> she yeah. was That's cool. <laughs> yeah, it's iceberg, it? yeah, yeah,
1: and it's all nice, well,
2: Yeah, and, and and no, they're brilliant, and I think, but you were without a lot as well, though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Emma, Bond, Sarah Bono, Emma Wassel, mm-hmm. you know, Lisa came in, Lisa Thompson came in, but you had others away with yeah, Sims you know. as well, so you had a. L- talent missing but experience missing as well so it yeah. probably puts more pressure you've got lisa coburn you've
1: got molly wright yeah. in the front row you've got sarah bonner you've got emma yeah. wasso you've got you had jade out for a long yeah. time um you've got megan gaffney retired mm-hmm. hannah smith retired mm-hmm. um you've got lisa thompson you have shown a Campbell, on lloyd yeah. away with with sevens you know i think we were up to 10 11 players senior mm-hmm. players out and you know that's a lot of players when you're you know we're trying to build build this squad but if you look at that, though, that probably helped the youngsters coming in yeah. as well. So we've gone into Six Nations, you know, Fran McGee playing five games in the Six Nations, Meryl Smith, you know, Emma Orr. You know, Emma Orr is one of the senior players in that back mm-hmm. division, now age 20. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that's exciting for the future and to see how they came in and how they performed was was so pleasing, but also, which is also really good is- You've got all that to come back. You've got them to come back, but mm-hmm. are they going to get the places? Yeah. And that's how we want to grow it. We don't want players to go okay, I've got 50 caps now, I'll get my Mm -hmm. place. Mm -hmm. We want 50 cappers working really hard to get their place back and youngsters pushing really hard to get those positions. And that's how, I suppose that's how you grow a group. And that's how you, you know, there's been method in the madness we have been building. Pathway has been brilliant for that as well, but we've now got a group of 35, 40 players rather than just, you know, 15 players we expect to play on a a weekend.
2: One of the 50 cappers that was outstanding (laughs) Was Chloe really that's probably the best <laughs> tournament she's had, yeah? Like back to back in terms of performances, and,
0: and she was loving it. Oh, yeah, in
2: terms of like you know lines or, or <clears throat> you know st- representation from Scottish players in a yeah a, a Six Nations team, that she'd be up there. I thought she was brilliant week on week, just
1: um, the energy that she mm-hmm. brings. Uh, on the field is unbelievable you know when she's on the ball you can actually feel the crowd Mm -hmm. kind of Left, what she's going to do next? And you know, she is exciting, and you know, to try she scores, she's electric. You Uh know, she scored against England. She scored in that last game against Ireland. You know, she's just, she wants, she wants to score. She wants the ball in her hands, and when she gets the ball in her hands, Mm. something does happen. Yeah. And the one thing that Chloe is probably building on, and something you know, again, you've been working away her Mm -hmm. kicking game now Mm -hmm. as well. And you know, she, if you kicked her, you would expect her to go. But she's now got a kicking game. Mm -hmm. She's putting teams, you know. You know, putting them under pressure back in their half as well, and but you're right. one of the best, most exciting yeah. players
2: in I think the Chelsea She was. Just really good <laughs> over the over the the championship.
0: Really First game to last, then uh, in for your assessment as the the head coach are you ha- satisfied with the progress of it? And, and, and is it wh- what you hoped it would be from the TikTok women's I'd never be satisfied. <laughs> <that>. No, <laughs> never, No, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But bearing in mind, as you said, in the context of, you know, encouraged. where France and England yeah. Yeah. Encouraged. are. Encouraged. Well, that's, a bit, that's a better word, yeah. That's a bit, yeah. Well, yeah. there you go. That's the one then.
1: Yeah, encouraged, yeah. Because we want to get better. And that's mm. that's what we're all about. Um, we, you know, I talked about Walshie and I talked about, you know, Mindset Anchors. The last one, the last week was better than before. So it was like, okay, we've beaten Italy, but we want to be better than before. What does that mean to everybody it's, that's on the field, that's off the field, that's everything we do, and we want to be better than before. So beating Ireland is that's great, but we want to now move on and, and continue that. So how do we do that? It's why we're working at the moment. It's getting better with the clubs, uh, making sure we get fitter, stronger, uh, build the group, make sure the young ones are, you know, working really hard on their their strengths, turn the strengths into super strengths. Um, we don't go down the negative route. We don't say you need to get better at this. Let's get better at the things we're good at, um, and that's that's the encouraging thing. Is you've got players who are just desperate to to perform for Scotland and play for Scotland, and you know that last fifteen minutes shows what they've got. So yes, encouraged, <laughs> but excited as well as to see what, to to what's coming next.
0: And if you look at Fran Mcgee, is a great example. I mean, she's gone from the TikTok Women's Six Nations back into the club land, <laughs> uh, you know, and, and enjoyed the spoils at Silver Saturday too, scored a try there as well. Yeah. Uh, if, if we look at that, th- th- that's the women's game working, isn't it? Yeah. That's it doing what it's meant to do.
1: Yeah, I came here on Saturday, actually. It was brilliant, and, yeah, you know, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And um, it was funny, I was sitting with Carlin, and Carlin was kind of looking around going, you know, look at all these men kind of watching this women's game and getting really excited in it, and kids mm. and, you know, families, you know, really watching that, the, you know the best we have in the club game and to see Fran who just played against Ireland the week before going out there playing in the club game scoring I mean one worldy. I mean, too, is the word, I mean long two rangers, it? Yeah, long rangers <laughs> yeah two long rangers but that one from the you know yeah, the far yeah. end coming up this way was just you know a top drawer mm-hmm. Um but just to see the excitement that she had to play for the club and to show what it meant to her because you know we had spoken to the club around you know do we want her to play she was desperate. Yeah. And, you know, well, that's the game at Murrayfield. Of course, we're going to let her play, and she was brilliant.
0: She would have made it very difficult for you to say no to that, I'm <laughs> yeah. sure. I'm just going to look. <laughs> yeah. um, th- we saw record crowds, not just at the Dam Health, but across the TikTok Women's Six Nations nations as well. When we look at that, it's building on the back of what we saw at the Women's Rugby World Cup last year as well. Have you a chance to maybe take a minute to reflect on being a head coach at, at this point in the evolution of the women's game?
1: Oh, it's changed. I mean, so much. Um, two years ago, I think it was two and a half years ago, my first game was against France, the game we drew f- against France at Scottsdale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there was 1500 there. Yeah. And you now look at it now, I mean, the game has grown. We were, you know, capacity crowd against, when we played England at Newcastle, it was the first time Newcastle Falcons had, sent, had sold out Newcastle for 10 years, and that's including their men's game. Uh, we played at Van in, in France, it was capacity, I think it was capacity before we even arrived. Mm. I mean, you know what it's like in France, yeah. they were, they're everywhere and they were, they're were full, 58,000 at Twickenham watching the game against France, England-France, uh, it's just growing so much. I mean, there's a lot to do that, I mean, obviously women's sport, the the, the Euros, the England team winning football. the Euros, yep. the football, you know, selling at Wembley and stuff like that, it's obviously there's a, it's on the crest of a wave at the moment and, and I can only see it growing.
0: It's interesting as well. What I, what's great to see is, uh, as you've mentioned, yes, there's a lot of men watching the women's game too, but it's the amount of young people that are watching. And yeah. if we take Silver Saturday as an example, they had to add an additional an additional cup uh, into the into the mix for the very simple reason that player uptake is so high, and yeah. that they've got an increased pool there. So <laughs> yeah. scotland head coaches' perspective. Uh,
1: it's brilliant. I'm honestly, <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed it. I really enjoyed being and Saturday, and it was just, you know, good to see the amount of people that were here. Um, the people that were enjoying it, kids running about, you know, having a great time. I have to say, it's one of the funniest things I'd seen was after. I think we talk about the tunnel, you know, when we played at the dam. Yeah, yeah. And they after the it. they so love it, it's honestly. There's thousands of people. It was after a Tawain game. I, I, I was standing in the in the in the changing rooms or in the changing rooms um, post game, waiting
2: for everybody to come back. <laughs> waiting <laughs> for everybody to come back. It was about an hour after, and I think where is everybody? And then Chloe,
1: <laughs> Chloe walked back. I had to say, Chloe, you need to put some clothes on. I mean, literally, she was walking. Right. She'd <laughs> given everything to. You know, looking for she was just you know it's like walking around. Kids wearing socks and down to shoelaces pretty much, <laughs> no. and the kids are saying, "Can I get your boots?" She said, "Well, I'll need them for next week as well." And That's but it's like genuinely was was brilliant just to see how engaged the, mm. the youngsters, well, adults were, how engaged the players were, and you know, given their strips. Um, just to say, look, yeah, have my strip or have my shorts, and you know, I think it's brilliant to see.
0: And actually, we're seeing that it's infectious. It's going across all the other platforms. I and mean, you know, obviously the proteins have been great at that over the years too. But it's, it, they're now finding ways to be creative and to use that space to connect with the fans in that way. Because it's gone from social media into the, into the real world, and it, surely that's, that's that can only be a good thing. But they spend ages with them. They, I've got I've got a wee six year old too. Mm-hmm. If I bring him to a Scotland women's game. I have to factor in a good hour at the end of this game before I can drag him away.
1: Now, but joking apart, you know, like laughing at Chloe coming off, and they want to do it, Mm -hmm. and they generally enjoy it. And it's not because... It's because they want to give something back they they generally feel that the supporters the damn health and the support that they get at the clubs you know even that you know online their social media stuff they you know they get well followed, but what the girls what we're trying to say to the girls as well is that they are they're role models now as well yeah. and they I think some of them don't quite realize that yet they still think that you know that mm-hmm. you know it's their're role models and and the crowd the five thousand crowd you know for the Ireland game is. Yeah, okay, Scottish Rube, we've marketed it well, we've got better. It's because of the way they're playing as well and because of the good people they are and because of how they conduct themselves. So, I can't speak highly enough of the group, to be honest.
0: Slight <coughs> detour, inter-district championships. Now, was that not... Did you not win it, your first season? As a player, oh you're yeah. going, going, going back. back. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Now we're going back. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> was it, we, uh, yeah. North, North and Midland, midlands. North midlands. That was yeah. before Cali Reds, oh, yeah. It was yeah. Me.
1: So yeah, North and midlands. Uh, but then I won it with Cali Reds as well. It was. Um, Mid-90s. Black and white tellies. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be early yeah, I'd, <laughs> I'd hair. I was going to yeah, say hair. I'd hair. I'd six foot for the <laughs> district my back. <laughs> 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 We're really <laughs> yeah. on the back about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. no, the, uh, brilliant to see it. I mean, I think the South, you know, just to see the South play um, played Edinburgh the other night um, at They've Gala. they final, yeah. Yeah. Um, Red and white strips, mm. you know, back to the, the South strips. Uh, North Midlands, Cali Reds, Edinburgh, Glasgow. It was brilliant days. And, you know, just, uh, it's good to see that you know, from Scottish rugby point of view, just to see those teams back and, it was, yeah, they were, God, it was a long time ago. <laughs> I was that. going to say, that's yeah. rocked you, that. Yeah, it has rocked me. Yeah. When would it be? Early 96. No, yeah, 90, 90, maybe 95, 96, uh, round yeah. about then. I remember playing against them at
2: that era. Did you? Mm-hmm. Gala versus, you were Edinburgh, is uh, Yeah, I was, it? What age yeah. would you have been? Oh, we Yeah, I remember a guy like Ed at Netherdale. Funny, isn't it? Because the first player I was playing Ted and he was playing Ted Fred It's The first player I'd ever played against that was chatting to me. I was like, "Who's this guy?" <laughs> 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 just um, blowing the wave. Just. That's a five-way no, then. No, it's just good was it. chat, wasn't it? No, it was was kind yeah. Oh, All right, son. Oh, it was. It was encouraging. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <That's
1: how
0: long laughs> I, I feel that there's. A, I feel that there's a theme growing, and that there's also potentially more to this relationship too. Um, another another side side step. Your your counterpart in the men's game has secured his future with Scottish Rugby until 2026. What was your reaction to that news?
1: Ah, brilliant. I think Gregor's been absolutely outstanding. I think um, what he has done over the last two, three years has been phenomenal. I think, you know, as coaches, you get rocked a lot, whether it's wins, whether it's how you deal with players, how, you know, whatever happens, you know, social media, there's all these little things and how Gregor dealt with a lot of the things that were thrown at him was just exceptional, I think. Um, if he'd gone, I think it would have been a massive loss for Scottish rugby. I don't. I think it's not until you lose somebody you realise how how good people are, or how you how the potential of losing somebody. you Then think about what they've done. And I think the way that Scotland have played, I think some of the players that have come through, that's not been an accident either. You know, Gregor works really hard behind the scenes, looking for players who are, who are coming through. You know, working with teams down south, whether it be in Australia, New Zealand, or wherever. You know he's unearthed a lot of really good players but I think the, the style of rugby that we play now as well is, is exciting It's you know people want to come and watch it's not just coming to watch because it's Scotland it's because of the style that we play as well and I think to have Gregor there is just phenomenal for Scottish rugby but just for everybody here and uh, I'm excited to see what comes next because it's a really good group that, that Gregor's building, he's got a brilliant coaching group in with him as well um, but I think that news yesterday would be a big fill up for everybody that's involved
0: and a great link for yourself as Scotland Women's Head Coach too, that relationship surely can only grow, I mean we take for example the team hotel, <laughs> you, you know they've, they, they literally hand their keys in at reception and then you move in for the TikTok Women's Six Nations and I guess having that support and that as-one thinking is that something is that something that you are actually experiencing?
1: Yeah that as-one thinking is 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 huge we use it a lot with the the players how important it is to be as one I think the the men's team um, the men's coaching team, um, the link that they have with the players, with the management is is brilliant. I think you're right. You know, David Edge and and our team manager Ellen Dixon, they work really closely together as well just to make sure that everything is you know, it flows nicely, the team room's left the way it was. Um, you know, they'll even down to little things like their coffee machines that they had, they'll leave them and you know, it's really is such a good link. You know, we'll train up at Orium, we'll We'll do things, you know. We've not had time to do things together because that Six Nations finishes, our starts, and they're going back to clubs. But um, I think the link that we all have, the respect that the 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 players and the management give us, has been exceptional as well. And and I think that just shows that as one thing with Scottish rugby now is that you know the, the Scotland women's team's growing, the men's team's growing, and it's. It's good for everyone.
0: It's not just a hashtag then. It's that's, that's good mm. to hear. It's interesting to hear that. Well, thanks very much. Uh, and we wish you all the very, very best for the Women's XV as well. Uh, it's a pleasure speaking to you, Bernie. Thank you.
1: Brilliant. It's Thank you.